This is Comic Geek Speak, episode 1515, Comic Talk. I'm Brian Cressman. I'm Shane Kelly. I'm Adam Murdo. And I'm Peter Reed. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, he went his own way and followed the herd again. <laughs> I no hit the wrong, or buts. I hit the wrong button there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, I, as I always say, this is Shane's loosey-goosey comic talk episode. So It is not going to be wibbly-wobbly time oh. and today. Although, as we record this, it's just a few days after the season finale of Doctor Who. Shane and I will probably talk about that in a separate episode, not, not right. this one, just because we want to give this, because there's some actually real good comic news yeah. going on right now, so we want to get into that. It's been a while since so we've touched on that. We talked about putting it in this episode, but there's too much good stuff yeah, out there now. Much. So Peter is with us, joining us again. How you doing, Peter? I'm good. How are you guys? Very good. Just ducky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we get started, this episode is brought to you by Super. SuperheroStuff.com, where you can go to for all of your superhero stuff. Yes. And I'm Peter Rio. <laughs> yes, and you are Peter Rio. Yes, we got you it. are. We got it the first time. So, uh, as, as uh, we like to say, this is where you can get all your, your geek stuff for you and anybody in your geek uh, extended family. There's all kinds of things they have, whether it's T-shirts, hats, hoodies, PJs and undies, belts, accessories, and all kinds of new items. They're always adding new stuff. There's a lot of new hats right now, a lot of Star Wars-based hats, a lot of T-shirts. They have some uh, superhero belts, Supergirl, Harley Quinn, Green Arrow, Guardians of the Galaxy. Speaking of Doctor Who, they have a Doctor Who section of their website, as well as all the Marvel, DC stuff, Star Wars stuff. And they're always having sales. Check their website out. Sign up for their newsletter. Or like them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter. They're always giving out codes for orders. They actually have a promotion going on right now. Where you can get a free digital gift card, um, again, with varying uh, amounts on it there. So check the uh, the website for that. And it's getting to that time of year where Christmas is upon us, the holidays are upon us. And it's like, hmm, what do you get somebody who likes comics? Well, you can't find anything for them here. You're just not looking. There's all kinds of great stuff on here. For all of your superhero stuff, go to superherostuff.com. I see I mixed up with you guys. So you we, did. Yeah, I, that was uh, fast backwards. A little mix it up there. Yeah. All right. Comic talk. Well, um, I have a few quick things to, to jump out there. First of all, Peter has been uh, our uh, Twitter guru taking over for us. And now, Peter, I'm sure you've seen we've now reached 8,000 followers. Woohoo! Yes, because... Uh, Peter's been trumpeting the 10,000 for our 10th anniversary in uh, March, which is actually March 7th of 2015. So we're well on the way to that. Thank you, everybody, for following us. And uh, thank you, Peter, for uh, maintaining the Twitter feed. That means we have to get 500 every month. 500 in November, 500 December, 500 January, and 500 in February to reach our 10,000 follower goal. Oh, boy. I guess I should sign up for that and just click the follow button. (laughs) 
Yeah. I'm not on Twitter. Well, uh, yeah, well, again, I'm not on Twitter either, but, you know. Oh, so you're not helping either. All right. Well, then I'll Well, no. I, well, I mean, I help. I, I do sometimes moderate a few things or two yeah. here, here and there, mm-hmm. but... Uh, so for the Twitter illiterate among us, um, is, is I would be one of those as well. Is, is eight or ten thousand followers uh, considered good? Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, eight thousand is is that's a lot, you know. And and sure, I'm sure I'm sure some of it is those. There's some crazy accounts that aren't really anything, <laughs> or somebody signs up but then never tweets, you know. But um, uh, ten thousand, you know, that's that's a uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of. Imagine the power, Adam. We could, you know. <laughs> put out some stuff and it, it i have to say it really does make a difference um with certain things that get put out like say you tweet like a kickstarter or there's something that went out um last week i don't know if pants is going to bring it up but maybe i will um that just put it puts it out there in front of people's eyes if they see it you know um more so than than some other ways. So I, I like it. I like it. And I like that there's people, you know, following us and, and we're not abusing it. You know, we're, we're really keeping it to CGS episodes, but also things that we think, uh, the, the followers would be interested in mostly always comic related. Um, you know, so it's not like I'm putting out stupid retweets of, I don't know, you know, Oh my God! Did you see what this person did? And won't you be amazed? You know, <laughs> stupid. And then Facebook. watch a dog uh, chew gum or something. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, so actually, yeah, ten for ten. Ten for ten. Ten for ten. Well, Peter, talk about what you're mentioning because I'm not sure what you're you're hinting at there. Well, I just I don't know if um, you guys knew about it or um, if you had it on. Like anybody wanted to talk about it, but Jeremy Dale, oh, yes. artist and creator oh, yes. and writer, who was working. With Action Labs just recently with the book called Skyward, and he's always been, uh, you know, someone who's been at different conventions. Um, I want to say even out at like C2E2 is where the first time I met him. I'm not, I'm not positive of that, but um, him and his wife. Um, he recently passed away. Very young. He was like 30, 35, I think. Five or four. Yeah. Yes, he was yes. my age. That's scary. Yes. Yeah. Too talented, too young. And one of the things, there's a, um, I don't have it up at the moment, but I'll quick get it up. Um, uh, he, they were, they, they basically did a GoFundMe account oh, for yes. his wife, uh, Kim. Kelly, um, I believe. Kelly, sorry, excuse me, yes. And um, that was one of the things that we tweeted through the CGS thing. And I know people retweeted it because of it and maybe even donated. So it's that kind of, kind of thing when I was saying that, okay. um, you know, that's a good – like that's worth sharing it to 8,000 people yeah. Even, yeah. even if only 10 percent actually look at it, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, because that was really just um, very tragic, very surprising. And I know the people over at Action Lab were, you know, hit by that. So, yeah, um, yeah. just very sad. Yeah. And as as Jamie always said, when you go to conventions and meet creators and people who you like, just take the time to go up and just talk to them and thank them because unfortunately things like this do happen. You just you just never know. Yeah. And you know, it's just one of the things that I'm so happy we get to go to these many conventions and see many people and talk to them and tell them how much you know we love their work. It's really good. Um, one other thing about Twitter I want to touch on real briefly. There's been a couple of people who have tweeted towards us, 
asking us about, well, here's from Electric Mayhem. says, looking forward to hearing your review of Big Hero 6. And somebody else mentioned about Big Hero 6. I know it's a movie. That's about fixing my knowledge on it because <laughs> I, we've got toys in the store on it. But briefly, without spoilers, what is the, the big deal about – is this a comic book related movie? What's the deal on it? It was. Very loosely, yeah. I mean it's it, it was something that uh, – uh, Marvel came out within the late 90s. Oh, uh, so it's Marvel property. Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. Sunfire was a member originally. Sunfire oh. and Silver Samurai, both. I had no idea. Yep. So this uh, – the, the, what they've done with it for this movie has just about nothing to do with uh, the original concept though. They, they were okay. all Japanese nationals mm-hmm. uh, in uh, in the comics and here they all seem to be people hanging out in the San Francisco Bay Area. The main character is a Japanese-American uh, named Hiro something or they, there, there was a hero, H-I-R-O. H- that, that, right. Yes. In the uh, original Big Hero Six, but uh, it was a schoolboy. But they gave him a different surname uh, for for the movie, and it's uh, Baymax is the name of uh, his pet robot. And they're playing him as this big, inflatable Michelin Man type, lovable, cuddly, balloon, uh, uh, friendly robot. Uh, Baymax in the com- in the comics, I'm not sure he was even a robot. He was more like some kind of kaiju monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's a team of Japanese. Superheroes versus team of lovable misfit uh, teenagers who end up getting superpowers to fight off a bad guy. Okay, I just uh, again I'm I, I could have looked at myself I guess, but yeah. I think I'm nerds here. <laughs> I'm here to help. You are here to help. I didn't know it to that extent. I knew it was a Marvel property, but I saw a few things come through our Twitter through Facebook yeah. that it is a Marvel type movie, Pixar type movie, and it's and there's like surprises and it's good. So, but unfortunately, I don't think anybody in the room has seen it. Have you seen it, Peter? No, no. But I, 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 I certainly plan to. Okay. I will be seeing it. Um, okay, so I'm hoping to take the kids over Thanksgiving break. All right, so you know, uh, if anyone's looking for a review for it, you know, unfortunately, none of us have really seen it at this point. So mm. maybe once we've seen it, yeah. we'll talk about it a little more. So I just wanted to touch on that. And then one other thing here, uh, I missed it last time we got together. There has been uh, an announcement of the second wave of guests for the 2015 London Super Comic Convention. Those uh, Wave 2 announcements include the appearance at the show of Neil Adams, Mark Brooks, Gary Erskine, or Erskine, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name, uh, Gary Frank, David Gibbons, who I guess is the comic laureate of uh, the UK I saw, which is awesome, very nice to see that, Stephanie Hans, Bob Layton, David Lloyd, Clay Mann, Svetlana Kint, also known as Cam... Camus, K-A-M-U-I. How do you say that, Murd? K-A-M-U-I? K-A-M-U-I. Kamui? Kamui? Cosplay. Uh, And Taki Soma, which goes along with the first wave announcement of Charlie Adler, Mahmoud Aswar, Lieber Mayho, Ian Churchill, Yaya Han, Jeremy Hahn, Emmanuel Lupacino, Michael Avon Oming, Mike Plug, Jamie Tyndall, and some guy named John Romita Jr., (laughs) All going to be at the 4th Annual London Super Comic Convention happening Saturday and Sunday, March 14th and 15th, 2015 at London's Excel Center in London, England. Tickets starting only at £18.50. Go to londonsupercomicconvention.com to get your tickets. I will be there. Brian Deemer will be there. Mr. Adam Murdo will be there. hey and we're trying to get Peter Rios and Shane Mulholland to join. Oh, I'm sorry. Shane Kelly to join us over there as well. Oh, hey, watch it. <laughs> <laughs> By this time, good heavens. <laughs> Any updates on that, guys? No. No? What? Any updates on maybe going to London? <laughs> what? Come on. 
it's not you know i know i know i'm not like you like pants you know you're you're a pro at getting hotels and planes ahead of time and all that uh-huh. stuff. 20 even not even march 2015 2015 itself <laughs> is so far away for me yeah. like there's <laughs> me so too. many things ahead of ahead of that you know that i got to think about that yeah. it's you know i know i'm probably I should really be looking at planes now, you know, mm-hmm. buying stuff now because, you know, longer you wait, the more expensive it is. Mm-hmm. But True. I'm, I'm, I'm out of, you know, what, 2015? That's like a year away. I got, I got <laughs> so much more to do. Well, you know. I'm in that same boat. <laughs> we're, we're talking about that because, of course, the week before, Saturday, March 7th, 2015, is the 10-year anniversary of this very podcast, Comic Geek Speak. We'll be having a live recording in the studio that Saturday, which we plan on having streamed on the internet live. And if anybody wants to come to the studio for the recording, you're welcome to do so. But yeah, the following weekend, we'll be in London, hopefully celebrating the show with our UK uh, listeners as well. So again, keep that in mind. We'll hopefully, as we get closer, have some more announcements on that. All right. Anything else before we jump into the comic talk, gentle people? Did you hear? Maybe you've already said something uh, that Livestrong is not doing a Philly race next yes, year. I got an email about that last week. Yeah, I was disappointed. Yeah. So if we're going to do it again over the summer, we'll have to find something, someplace else, some other venue. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Our, uh, There's our, plenty of them. <laughs> yeah, I know Laura Fisher, our captain, is, is working on uh, maybe some other race to, yeah. you know, help support the fight against cancer in Jamie's memory. Um, so Jamie's Avengers will continue sometime next year, and I'm actually. I've been exercising. I've been working out. I have a gym membership now. I'm getting myself in somewhat shape. You know, I've lost 35 pounds since since May. So I may actually, knock on wood, maybe even run in one of these races, as opposed to just walking there. I mean, I'm not making any promises, but, you know, for the cause, I guess I can take one for the team, right? That's what I tried to do. It hurt, but I did it. <laughs> <laughs> it hurt. <laughs> ran, walk, ran, walk, ran, walk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, actually, just before we, we hit the more comic talk, speaking of Twitter, as Peter tweeted out that, you know, uh, we're recording a comic talk, and we got a few responses and a few favorites and a few retweets, and actually, we got a response from Art Papasar saying, oh, yeah, com- oh, yeah, geek speak, so <laughs> you never know who's following you. Matt was just talking about him today. We were uh, – this morning, I was helping him pick out clothes for school and stuff, and he said – he held up his two drawings that he got from when they were at Super Show, and he says – is there any way I can get more? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, next time we see him, sure. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, now, as I was, was trying to say before, there's been some recent uh, big announcements from the, the big two, DC and Marvel, about some upcoming events in 2015, which Peter said is so far away. It is far away. <laughs> I've got a lot of shit happening before the end of 2014. All right. So I guess the, the word from DC is convergence, and from Marvel, yeah. it's Secret Wars. Now we, I think we heard about Secret Wars a little bit ahead of time. At least I did. I don't know if it was an uh, a article on the web or something in the preview said about it, but but I had known that was coming as the the next thing for their four months left, time runs out type thing. I had no idea about convergence. Yeah, I think the first word about that dropped like a week ago as we're well, – to the day as we're recording this. Yeah, probably. So that would have been the third. And actually there is a little bit of that conversation on a bonus content episode from the iPhone app. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. just a little bit about that. <laughs> we're always <laughs> being recorded. <laughs> yes, you are. The convergence stuff, um, because that, that news dropped first, quote-unquote, officially. Um, 
has been uh, if you I don't know if you guys follow Bleeding Cool. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, because next year in April, March, April or April, May, DC is moving out to the West Coast, right? The yeah, offices to, to, are to Burbank. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful downtown Burbank. <laughs> Let me tell you so, about a story about a man <laughs> taking the Whitney Ellsworth Trail to Hollywood. <laughs> nice. So they, there's been word on Bleeding Cool for a while. I, I tried to look to see how far back it was going and, and as far as like June even, um, maybe even before that, Rich was talking about um, that DC had uh, a plan for those two months so that they could uh, more or less uh, cease operations on their ongoing stuff and fill those two months with – um, kind of like an extended fifth week event. I, I don't know if listeners remember those fifth week events that would happen. absolutely, yeah, it's like a fifth through fifteenth week event. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's like an extended that or semi extended um, event that they would throw into all their annuals. So it's more along that kind of thing where it's um, it's a, it's sort of like a fill in event. Uh, which, uh, again, if listeners don't know what, the, what a fifth-week event was, whenever there was a month that had a fifth shipping week, um, DC would throw out this random event. It would be like Joker's Last Laugh or um, Sins of the Youth, Sins of Youth or uh, – uh, Justice Leagues, you know, that, uh, the, the one shot oh, yeah. Justice League of Arkham, Justice League of the Aliens, Atlantis, all the A's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think there was uh, what was it like Green Green Lantern, Circle of Fire, Silver Age by Mark Wade. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess they're they're thinking of it along those lines of all right. Well, let's let's do something. So um, they released an image last week, but Rich has been following it for a while, um, and uh, different people were supposed to spearhead it. And I, I guess it's just. Uh, um, you know, one of the quotes that uh, Dan DiDio said in one of the story wa- was, uh, well, well, let me, well, let's go say what it is first, I guess. Sure. So there's going to be 42 part miniseries. So one a month, right? I can see Murd smiling like a big grin over there. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they're all going to touch on various parts of the DC multiverse. And they even talk about um, bringing in certain creators that would really fit um, that particular multiverse. Um, and some of the choices are, are, are really kind of interesting. Um, and it all boils down to stuff that's been going on in Future's End, the Booster Gold Future's End one shot – with uh, and then and then also having to do with like Brainiac and a new character called Telus, um, they're getting TV writer Jeff King to spearhead the. Uh, I guess there's a there's also like a nine part weekly series that's going to be attached to it, um, and uh, it's just going to be oh, you know. At first blush, it's it's almost like hmm, it's kind of like you know bouncing around the different worlds of the multiverse. Um, they even talk about the multiversity map that there's a little question mark underneath the Bizarro Earth, and that's where I guess some of this stuff is happening. Um, basically, Brainiac has been going around and taking 
little bits and pieces of the multiverse and and storing them in bottles, and that's what what you're getting here. Um, so when they were talking about like the booster gold futures end thing, uh, you know, one of the there was a whole bunch of different artists in some of those uh, drawing in, in you know pinups of of that stuff. Like one of them was Steve Lytle drawing Legion of Superheroes, which Steve Lytle was a big cover artist for the Legion of Superheroes in the 80s, you know. So uh, then when they release this image, you have things like the DC 1 million characters, you have Captain Carrot, you have Captain Marvel, you got the Freedom Fighters. Yeah, there, there's Flashpoint, there's Tangents, there's Kingdom, Kingdom Come. Come. Those robotic Justice Leaguers from Future's End. Right? There's, yeah, there's the Freedom Fighters, there's the Charlton characters, there's the Earth 3 characters. The original Earth 3 characters. Right, the, the um, Infinity Inc. characters with JSA. You have the 90s Justice League yeah. with uh, Asbats and, and Aquaman with his uh, harpoon yeah, hand. And, and Steel, and apparently, yeah. So, and I guess Red Sun Superman. Right. It's yeah. Commandy, the last boy. Yeah, so, interesting stuff. Yeah, so all of it is is you know the the um, some some people are kind of speculating that you know this is this is DC's next big event thing, and I'm I'm sort of thinking, well, I mean, is it or is it just they're just trying to do a, a silly two month thing? You know, I, I I don't I don't know if if it's really the the thing that they're pushing towards. I mean, I think the thing they're pushing towards is different from this, you know, but. Or they're saying it's spinning out of multiversity and da 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 da. da. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I'm. I don't know. I don't know if there's enough information yet to really say that. I don't think it's as grand. It's almost like. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It just. It just feels more of like a fill-in kind of thing, a fun little fill-in thing to go back to um, characters and universes that uh, that people have been saying they've been wanting to see. Like, which brings me back to this quote from Dan DiDio where he says. There is a story and character for every generation of DC Comics fan. We're picking up at points of their lives where we left them and finding out what's gone on with them since. Which could be, you know, kind of cool. I don't know. Some people may may balk at how many issues there are, you know, if they want to buy it. But it's probably something where you just sort of pick and choose. I don't know. I don't think it's as grand as people are making it out to be. So I think it'd be fun if it turned into that because it would be fun if it became as grand as what some people are making it out to be if it's done well and fun. Mm. If it's terrible, of course, it's it's going to be terrible. But I don't necessarily think it's something they've been building towards like – Infinite Crisis and um, um, Fifty Two and all that, which which seemed like go. a like a more natural progression of something building towards with the the miniseries that came out, then the main series, then Fifty Two came after that. Like that was all something that was planned and talked about and meticulously thought out. It seems um, this I don't. I think it's more along the lines of what Peter says, where it's just an e- an event for a couple months, something that'll be a lot of fun. And if it turns out to be grander in the end, where and I'm not saying this is going back to the pre-Flashpoint universe, but if it's something that gives us some kind of stories around these worlds we've been missing on a more regular basis, I'm all for it. You know, if this leads into really telling stories across the multiverse that is current with a story from the crime syndicate and a story from, 
the Infinity Ink people, whatever it is, I think that'd be fun. Even if it's, I don't think this would work, but if it's an anthology, if it's a special every now and then, if it's a hardback, I don't care. I think it would be fun. If you get stories with the Charlton characters and you have the question and Beetle and all that in, great. Why not? Because this this universe can be expansive. I, w- I want to touch on one quick thing. I'm looking at the, it's going to be like you mentioned nine issues, a zero issue with one through eight. And you know when it starts? It says here, Beginning April 1st, 2015. <laughs> <laughs> April Fool! Yes. Well, yeah, one of the articles I saw about this online uh, said something about no fooling. Right. Well, I think the uh, reporter or the author, the author of that article put that in there. Okay. It's not necessarily DC telling us that there's no fooling going on. Right. But uh, in our other conversation when it first news dropped, Murd mentioned a little bit about Mark Wade's kingdom. Can you right. tie that a little bit there, Murd, for us again? Yeah, well, the, the, the first, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw this image that we've all been describing, the new villain, or is that, is that supposed to be Brainiac or Telos No, that's, that's Telos. That right? is Telos. I I that's a new that's guy. Telos, although it has a Brainiac symbol on the chest. Yeah, it does There's have, three dots connecting mm-hmm. in a Brainiac way. There's three circuit plates there on his chest. Yeah. Uh, with the the hex cells in the sky behind him showing the different realities. So the first thing I thought of, and, and, and there was a quote from Jim Lee saying that you know all these different realities, these different storytelling worlds uh, from you know, parallel timelines and notable parallel Earths, um, they're all going to be accessible again. The first thing I thought of was Mark Wade, uh, with uh, help from Grant Morrison, tried to do this same thing back in 1999 with his The Kingdom event, which is when we were introduced to the hypertime concept, yeah. which would have allowed for every single story ever published by DC Comics, even the so-called imaginary ones, to have equal validity and to have counted in some way, to have been real uh, in, in DC's uh, well, uh, multivalent history. And uh, so now here we are. They're trying to do much the same thing again. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be doing it in the same way. I doubt the word hypertime is ever going to be mentioned. I don't know what kind of model they're going to try to go with here. I don't know if we're going to end up with a, a multiple multiverses now. I have to come up with a new term, a, a polyverse perhaps, or, or even <laughs> omniverse. Uh, I think I prefer polyverse personally since omniverse, um, as Mark Gruenwald formulated the concept, would include all fictional worlds like DC Universe, Marvel Universe, and so forth. Um, But anyway, um, so yeah, this is not the first time that DC has tried to bring back the magic of days gone by. Um, It it didn't work out so well uh, with hypertime. It was just a little too complicated a concept. Nobody seemed to know what to do with it, although a few different writers tried Mm -hmm. in the the first months or years. There was a Superboy five-part story. It was was called – what what was that called? It was called Hypertense? That, yeah, I, yeah, hypertense. I think you got it, Peter. Either hypertense yeah. or hypertension, one or the other. Yeah. Yeah, where Superboy visited a few alternate realities, met his uh, evil adult self, Black Zero. That's yeah. right. I remember that. Those are I, 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 I like that. that was I a fun story. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with whatever people did with hypertime. It, it made sense to me. Why not? I guess they, they just weren't in a parallel Frame reality <laughs> mode, the, the, the people who were writing for DC in, in those days. But uh, it seems that uh, people are up for it a little more these days. And uh, personally, I've, I, I see what you're saying, Peter, about how you doubt this is going to be you know, the, the grand uh, restructuring of DC reality. Some people believe it to be, and it may not have long-term repercussions. It may just be a fun two-month stunt to celebrate the uh, 80th anniversary and then move on back to business as usual in the new 52 reality. But I, I do think that uh, DC 
would be foolish not to at least leave the door open to revisit all of these realities at some future time or even do, as, as, she, as you said, Shane, maybe do a, an anthology. I've been saying since like the late 90s already that it would be – I've been hoping against hope for a, like a, a quarterly Tales of the Pre-Crisis DC Universe anthology where we would see you know, the, the Freedom Fighters adventuring on Earth X or we'd see the original crime syndicate again uh, or maybe like, just like Adventures of – Earth One characters set in 1985, like a, a Blue Devil story or something. Sure. That, and I, that that would be a fun thing to see. And I think they could do something like that. I mean, I'm sure they have no interest in revisiting or bringing back the pre-Flashpoint DC universe, as so many people have been saying that they yeah. should do. I don't think that's really in DC's plans in any way, shape, or form. And, and I think but, it would hurt them if they did. Yeah, but at, at least point. this way they, they can demonstrate that uh, all these realities, every reality in which – any DC comic has ever been set is still out there and still accessible and uh, could still be uh, revisited if uh, DC thought that uh, enough people were interested and they could make money off of it. And so there you have it. If, uh, I hope that that possibility still exists once the story is ended. And while I'm babbling, let me just throw out there also that Convergence, you know, while I'm, I'm excited about the concept, I might actually just to support this and show DC that um, – uh, there, there is interest in, out there for uh, stories told in these earlier diegeses. I think I, I'm probably going to end up buying if uh, DCBS gives us a good bundle. I might end up buying everything. Yeah, oh, I might too. I might too. Excellent. But excited as I am for the event, I got to say the title "Convergence" is awfully dry. It doesn't really create excitement. You know, it needs to be something a little splashier. But if it was infinite convergence, Give it, some jazz. <laughs> jazz it up, convergence of infinite earths, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Crisis yeah. of convergence. Yeah, they need, they need to hire a punch-up man. Yeah. Crisis of convergence. And the of logo was boring too. <laughs> well, I now, can. Oh. I was going to say I can remember when we talked about this last week, and Murd mentioned Kingdom, and we talked a little mm. bit about it. Yeah. I just remember I really enjoyed Kingdom. I enjoyed the the hyper time, and it was a Mark Wade concept. But I recall, and if I'm wrong, please correct me. I don't have it in front of me, but. In later years, Hypertime, I think even Mark Waite said it's like, okay, that that's just a bad where we can't use it anymore. Like uh -huh. he actually turned his back on it, I think. Is, is, am I – or was there so I, much backlash yeah. on it? Yeah, he was sort I of soured so. on it and discouraged by the fact that uh, so few other people seemed to want to play ball. Yeah. It was too smart for people, I think. I think it was too highbrow, mm -hmm. you know, in, in a way – and I think readers sort of rejected it as well just as much. You know, like um, – I can remember at the time readers and, and uh, you know, what, like, I don't know, AOL chat rooms or AOL <laughs> message boards or when DC actually had a forum. Um, they didn't like Hypertime. They didn't, they thought it was too, they Man. thought it, I don't know. I don't know if they thought it was allowed for too, too much um, uh, inclusion, you know, like it was too easy now because everything existed, you know. Yeah. I, I, like would, I just like think. Like it would water down the history, or that, or that it 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 if everything is there, then why should some things matter? I don't know. I, I really just think it boils down to that it was too smart for people, because that's a that that's what that was a crazy concept that yeah. everything existed, you know, and 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 you could play around. And, and then the question is, how do you play around with it? Mm. That Superboy story was great, you know, it played around with it very well, um, but there weren't. Many others. I think. Um, I think the Titans kind of went through a little bit of it with uh, Donna Troy and Dark Angel. I think they played a little bit around with it. 
and Mark Wade himself, and uh, he did a couple of Flash stories that I think dealt with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultimate yeah. reality stuff. So, yeah, it was just maybe a little too open-ended and lacked uh, enough structure for people. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe if they did, if it wasn't enough cataloging, you know, they, they weren't, each reality wasn't assigned a neat little serial number and put into a neat little globe-shaped box, you know, reality one, reality two, Earth S, Earth X, and so forth. Now, the DCs worked a little harder to chart and uh, map out their alternate realities. Now, we've got the whole orrery of worlds concept. We've got uh, a whole bunch of maps, you know, that, that teaser image you mentioned, Peter, with the big question mark at the bottom. And there's uh, the, the multiverse, the source book coming out soon. It's mm-hmm. going to give us even more charts and maps to look at. And, and I'm perfectly fine getting um, a guidebook of sorts or a little world-numbered thing so I know what world I'm on. But there's also something to be said for just – Getting a book, opening it up, reading it, having fun with it, and then realizing or finding out that it's on another world or another reality without being told in a guidebook. I mean, back in the the old days, that, that's what everything was. All of a sudden, you're just opening the book, and boom, there you were. Earth this and Earth this, off to do this with who knows who. It, it was just fun. And I think some of that could have could have survived um, and if done well, you know, if, if they take the time to – care enough to do it well i think it would fly yeah for i for me i can remember i god i wish i've got so much comics i want to go back and reread again because talk about hyper time oh i love that i love the kingdom i want to go back and read it again but anyway but where the boat that i'm in with with dc right now is like i've mentioned many times before ad nauseum that i dropped dc entirely i've the new universe is not for me i gave it a try longer than i probably should have but i just don't care for it this has me intrigued. Obviously, I need to know, know, know more about it. I'm not asking for the old universe back. I know you can't go home again. I, I understand that. Touching on this has me interesting. Seeing all those images, huh, that's sort of in my wheelhouse, all those other worlds. The Earth 3, the Earth 2, the tangent stuff. Sure. You know, I, I, I dug that stuff. I may play the pick-and-choose game because, actually, I haven't even bought anything DC in the last, like, six months. Nothing. Um, but no, Although, Murd, I could always borrow them from Murd, perhaps, <laughs> but uh, I might pick-and-choose some things. Again, it depends It depends for me on, uh, you know, the, the universe they're talking about and the creator. I see Dan Jurgens is involved with uh, the, uh, the co-writing co- that, yeah. and I, 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 I'm on a big kick now with Dan Jurgens. 90s event stuff. I mean, I, I got artwork from like Zero Hour, DC Marvel that he did, or Armageddon. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just all about that because that was where I was getting back into comics. And I, I love this stuff. I loved his work. So I guess I'm a little excited in that respect. Uh, and again, DC BS may do some sort of a bundle. And I'm sure they've already thought about this and oh, have yeah. meetings about that. Yeah. But still, 40 is a lot. Again, there's so many things you can talk about. I'm yeah. surprised they didn't do 52 of them. <laughs> they may yet come up with uh, – there's 40 the miniseries plus the, the one extra. So maybe they'll come up with 11 other things to do between Well, you've got that. the nine issues, the 40. The, do the math there. The well, nine issues and the zero. <laughs> Get it to 52, yeah. damn it, and you'll have me hooked for life. close. 42 is your miniseries, so it's like 80 right there. So we're all right. it, Oh, that's wait, right. Is it 42, oh, 42 plus no, the it's, nine? No, it's 40. Two issue miniseries. Oh, okay. Am I go- do I have that right? Here? Yes, you do. Yep. So that's well, it's the 80th anniversary too. So that ah, yes, of course, makes some sense, I guess. Although we don't, the magic number of 52 is not yet achieved. <laughs> well, that's just my personal. You'll get thing. there. But yeah, so that so that was 
Very interesting nice to surprise. see that. And again, you know, it broke, I think, also broke in USA Today. Yeah. So it's got some national push for it there. I'm sure we will see mm-hmm. more about it as we, as we get closer. But the, it's 2015. That's so far away. Oh, shut up. <laughs> and I'm Peter Rios. Yes, you are Peter Rios. <laughs> Say, Peter Rios, a little while ago you teased that you saw a couple of the creative teams? No, no, no. I, 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 if I did, it was mostly through um, Bleeding Cool, like just sort of speculating. The idea uh, – All right. Yeah, the idea I think though is that they're trying to get creators that aren't from their usual stable, Good. Um, especially if they're um, you know veterans, because they're trying. I guess my, my what they're trying to do is hook up um, people that would match the world. You know, of like course. imagine if D- the DC One Million characters, if they brought back um, Val Simix, or I think that's how you say his name. Or if they brought back Scott Shaw to do Captain uh, Captain Carrot, you know, right? They yeah, got to get I mean, all red to do something, right? Like do ca- creators that aren't um, normally doing their books, but that would fit well with the certain characters. And a lot of these universes, actually, you know, the only thing that I can sort of see it connecting majorly to what's going on is that some of these um, different worlds or these different branches of of uh, multiverse stuff they do exist on the multiversity map the vampire batman universe from red rain i'm fairly certain that's on the multiversity map captain carrots on the multiversity map oh well, sure um so it's going to be in- kingdom come so it's going to be interesting to see if if all of these images are going to fill in some of the gaps on that map um, maybe so, maybe no, because a couple yeah. of these things are pretty clearly original multiverse characters. I mean, the, sure, we've sure. got the Sikowski costume designs on the crime syndicate, and right. we've got uh, the elder statesman Jay Garrick and Alan Scott plus Jaden Obsidian. So this is not the new multiverse Earth 2 we're looking at here. Right, it's no. the original Infinity Inc. Earth 2 world, as far as I can tell. All right, from now on, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the new Earth 2 is Earth 2A. <laughs> and the original Earth Two is just Earth Two. There you go, testify. <laughs> Mr. So it'll be interesting. It'll be that's that's what got that's what is going to hook me. And and um, uh, it almost feels like uh, when DC did retro DC, where they went through the 70s, different decades, 80s and 90s, yeah. yeah, and they put they tried to get really close to the artists that most personify those decades. They and sure did. They, yeah. If they do things like that, you know that then it'll be fun. I think it'll be interesting. Yeah. All right, and then I guess Marvel, not to be outdone, I guess their next big thing is Secret Wars. So did you see Marvel was teasing all of those different events, right? They yeah, were- uh, I've been looking through – I looked at the CGS uh, inbox, and actually we get a lot of things from, from Marvel. And I saw these things like, hmm, Age of Pot, that's number one. Uh, Future Imperfect number one, uh, Avengers X-Men number one, X-Men 92 number one. Like, what is all this about? And it was just that in the title, an image, and that was it in the email. There was nothing else in the email. I'm thinking, what is going on here? And then it would say uh, summer of 2015. Some, summer of 2015, again, which is so far away. Years of, years of future past, um, Civil War, they, mm-hmm. uh, Armor Wars, yeah. House of M, summer 2015. So there were a whole bunch of theories about this. Um, all of it tied into like Hickman's uh, Avengers and New Avengers run, which yes. has been, uh, you know, slowly creeping its way to next year. And actually, big, 
may I interject here for a minute, please? Yeah. Because I have actually just recently, I'm so far behind my reading, caught up to the point where they started the numbering on the issues of eight months till the end, seven months. Till the end. I've, I haven't read those issues yet, but I, I caught up with the Avengers and New Avengers through the events of Original Sin. I read Original Sin. And, yeah, they, they deal, well, not to, I mean, this is sort of vague. The, the Avengers deal with these worlds almost converging where mm. you have to, you have like eight hours till, if you don't destroy one of the Earths, the whole universe collapses. They're, they're dealing with like multiverses. There's Earth, different Earths are going to, they're visiting different heroes and the Avengers it's, and New Avengers, and it sort of, I guess, is tying into this because I, I saw that image, I'm sorry, not that video, that with that link, the Battle World forged. Right. It basically, Hickman is doing Crisis on Infinite Earths in the Marvel universe. It I mean, sure feels like that's that. That's really what he's doing. It sure I mean, feels like yeah. that. So they released all these images, and one of the theories was um, because they're that whole you know time runs out kind of thing. They right, somebody right, time was, runs out right. Yeah, they were speculating. They were saying, oh, are they going backwards through all of their major events when they're releasing these images? But that's not – but they weren't. They weren't in any kind of order. Mm-hmm. Um, so they thought, you know, oh, are they going back, 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 back? Um, uh, and then Marvel released the video and what they did was they showed all of these events that they were teasing – They'll show an image of it, and then they'll they they zoomed it back onto a planet, a section of a planet, like a map, and at the end it said Battle World Forged. And where is Battle World from? Battle World is from Secret Wars, from the first Secret Wars, which was a planet that the Beyonder pieced together from various different alien planets, including Earth, and uh, it was a mishmash of different um, segments of other worlds and that's what they did with this video except it feels like it's is it different parts of time is it different parts of reality alternate realities we don't know yet you know um, maybe it's a mixture of both Um, and that's where Hickman's time runs out story we assume is going to play out in this uh, major event called Secret Wars again after the 30th anniversary of the original, or, yeah. or 31 by 2015. Right. With that um, promotional video, when you, you see a lot of like heroes floating through space, and I thought, oh my god, that's right from the cover of Crisis in the Earth number one, is what <laughs> I was thinking. Right. Um, sure. And uh, Peter sent us a link here from um, comicbook.com, and it mentions in here, like he just mentioned, in the original Secret Wars event, the Beyonder created the original Battle World. Forged from pieces of many different planets, which I didn't know because you guys actually did Secret Wars, the whole issues oh, as yeah. a footnotes, footnotes, yeah, which are still available in CGS archives. Plug, plug. Um, <laughs> the new Secret Wars seems to be taking the concept one step further by forging it from entire realities rather than planets. Mm-hmm. The video shows the planet divided up into a kind of map. It would seem that each region is where a respective reality is dominant. Presumably, as in the original Secret Wars, the inhabitants of these various realities will be forced into battle. 
The individual issues that Marvel has teased will likely be one-shots or miniseries that dive deeper into each reality's respective existence. And Secret Wars number one is written by Jonathan Hickman, art by Esad Ribic. Oh, I, mean, I loved his work on, on Thor, God of Thunder. So this mm-hmm. is this is going to be something I'm looking forward to as well. Like I said, I'm, I'm just getting to the point for reading the Avengers and New Avengers where they have the time runs out and the countdown. So I'm, like I said, I, I got, I, when I first heard this concept that they were doing with the uh, Avengers, New Avengers, with these new worlds, I got a very crisis multiverse feel as I was not aware that I think Bird can even speak of it. There is a multiverse in the Marvel Universe? There is, and pretty much always has been. Right. I guess... Not that, not that Marvel always... They haven't always been behind their multiverse. Right. right. It, Quesada it, it, has flatly denied its existence at times. But it, it's true that Marvel doesn't have the same kind of multiverse that DC does, but it, they, they still have one. But it seems to me they're embracing that now because they're making, like, notations of this is 616, mm-hmm. and they're numbering other universes. So, yeah. And, like, and I, I can't believe those... It's like, what is this um, future and perfect number one in twenty fifteen? Well, now we have an idea. I, we have an idea of what story. that's about. Love future and perfect. Such a great story. And I've I, I've never read that. Oh, I, mean, I have it too. I, I know it's George Perez. I know it's Hulk. It I know it's all kinds of mm-hmm. homages to yeah. other things. And I Peter, I, Peter David and George Peter Perez. David. That's right. That's well, really again, good. what this does for me is it gets me wishing I could just quit my job and read comics 24 hours a day and because I have so much I could probably catch up in time well, for this event. And it, and it gives you a, a unique perspective that that I think the rest of us probably won't have because we've read a lot of these stories. And and nothing against what you did back then, but you did read Marvel back then. So this I is did not. Like a lot of fun because you'll get to read – if you decide to, you can go back and read Future Imperfect for the first time and I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. So good when I turn a, you know, and and these guys will know turn a certain page and you see the the base of operations and everything in there and you're yep. like oh, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just cool stuff like all, that all that that Easter I interview about things, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah exactly I see yeah so I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sold that this feels to me a little bit like um, when when Morrison wanted to do Final Crisis and and really just wanted to do sort of like a small story. DC took it and blew it up into this big event, right? And part of me feels like Hickman's story did it. Is it really going? It I, I, it is going to a very crisis-like stuff, but I'm not entirely sold that this is where he was thinking. But so it sort of feels like maybe they compromised and came up with this thing mm-hmm. to celebrate the you know 31st anniversary of secret wars and 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 marvel and and you know sort of like here we go and you know the the uh, as always it happens every time marvel does an event recently people are thinking is this going to be another reboot or is this going to be their version of a reboot somehow um but it, you know in in hickman i trust so uh, i'm looking forward to it well and, and and even if it is a reboot of some kind you know what if it's done well and it's fun. Why not? I'm so tired of worrying about like like with DC. You know, there's a lot of things that DC does right now that I don't like, but there's quite a few things I do like. There's a lot that Marvel's doing right, correctly right now that I'm loving. So why not? Yeah, and you know, like I said I am catching up on some of the Marvel titles, and one of them I'm also catching up on is all new X Men. Mm-hmm. With you know, of course, we all know the original concept that the Beast went back in time, brought the original X Men to the future to help you know, prevent other things from happening. Well, now, 
I guess it may be kind of spoiler. We'll get too much, but they can't they can't go back in time. They're stuck right now in in the present. And you know, we had the Age of Ultron where there was some time shattering things going on. I wonder if time is breaking down in the Marvel sure. universe. Again, this is all above my pay grade. I'm just speculating. <laughs> because here there's been things. tons of incursions and different things happening over yeah, the years. Right, right. Even even to go along with the 2099 stuff and the Ultimate Universe and. All sorts of different things well, over time that just what Kang the Conqueror himself, yeah, one yeah, man, oh, absolutely. Probably... Oh, yeah, and he was very prominent in the recent Avengers, in the recent Uncanny, Uncanny of Avengers. Uncanny right. Avengers. Yeah. I, I have I the just, hardback of that. But I just finished that up, and I'm getting ready to jump into. Act. I haven't read Axis yet, but that, that's my next thing to read is Axis because that's where it comes right out of yeah. the last page of uh, Uncanny Avengers. I think it's 24. Or if you've seen the cover of it, you know what that's about. I won't spoil that here. But I, I wish I could speak more on what's going with Hickman's Avengers and New Avengers. But I, I'm just I'm just not able to um, express it very well because yeah. I'm not that versed in the whole Marvel stuff. But I am enjoying what I'm reading, and then I, I want to jump into the the time runs out. But I'm, I'm trying to catch up on other things, which which we'll, we'll get to in a minute. But I noticed this is coming out in May of 2015. What else comes out in May of 2015? Um, the Avengers Age of Ultron movie? The Avengers Age of Ultron movie. Hey. So there's all kinds of stuff happening next year, which is so far away. Stop 2015. <laughs> hey, I do nothing not beat dead horses around here. <laughs> I learned that from yeah, Letterman years ago. <laughs> and also there's that whole Spider-Verse stuff going on right now too. So Yeah, uh, I've seen a little bit about that. I, What's I'm, the deal? I, I see there's a Gwen Stacy. Is that a different verse? Is that what that is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's any – as far as I know, and I haven't read it yet or anything, I, I did pick up a couple – I'm getting the first and second, the you know, the beginning and the end of it and a couple choice things in the middle. It, if I read it right, it's any version of Spider-Man that has ever been created mm-hmm. is battling it out in some way. So like like twenty ninety nine, um Spider-Girl, I guess. Yep. Hostess, the Spider-Man in the Hostess cupcake. What? Are you kidding me? Nope. I hadn't seen that. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Like any iteration of it is in this crossover. Really? Who's who's writing? The TV one. Dan Slott. Oh, (laughs) the The TV one? Well, which yeah. TV? Nicholas one? Hammond or the animated All stuff? of them. All <laughs> of them. Oh! TV ones. So I guess that yeah. means Tobey Maguire's in the mix, too. And They, they have that one. The Probably. Spider-Man from the, the what was it, Ralph Bakshi cartoons, where he doesn't exactly quite have all the lines yes! on his and stuff. Yeah, and he's drawn that way. Yeah. Oh, my. You're, oh, wow. Why have I not heard about this? Because I'm not a, not up on my Spider-Man but stuff. But, oh, wow. That's, it, <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun. It, it sounds does. intriguing. What's kept me away from it is that they're – it's, it's it's kind of metastasizing all over the place. The event has gotten too big. There are too many tie-ins. Well, yeah. I, I can't even pick out a, or piece together a reading order from all the stuff that they're publishing related to this thing. Okay. So, so that, I can't disagree with that. It sounds like an awful lot of fun. You know, t- what you were saying earlier, Brian, about how Marvel is finally not only acknowledging but celebrating and uh, mining uh, their, their alternate realities. Um, that's, that's the sort of thing I usually uh, you know, jones on, but uh, I, I, just, I don't know what the entry point would be with that event. Yeah, because it's kind of worried that Secret Wars is going to be the same thing. They started with Edge of Spider Verse, which was like its own little mini series, and then in the Amazing Spider Man title, in the Spider Man twenty ninety nine title, and then they're doing little spin offs, and uh, so it's it's a it's a lot. And now I think just this week is the Spider Verse, the actual. I think so. 
yeah, miniseries or whatever it is. So. I think it's now going to also pull in Spider-Woman now that that's becoming a thing. Oh, that's right. Oh, right, right. There, and, and it's, you know, in the, the bad part, in classic Marvel style, it's two issues a month shipping in some cases. And if you're going to read the whole thing, you're reading double in some cases of what yeah. I think you normally would. And I'm like, oh. So and yeah, probably all three ninety nine. Yeah, that again, that's the bad part. But I am get like I said, I am getting the Spider Verse titles and a couple choice things that that catch my eye. Yeah, well, let me know about that how that works out because I mean, like I said, I'm very far behind, and I didn't realize how far behind I was. I mean, I was five six months behind in some of my oh readings my of some of these. Like for instance, that's all. I've I've, I've been getting She Hulk. Haven't read it now. I see it's canceled. Issue twelve. It's like <laughs> what 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 did I miss? Why was I? <laughs> Oh, I'm so bad with, but I'm I'm trying to be better with like okay. If I'm gonna buy it, I need to read it. Otherwise, don't buy it. Yeah, I tried that. I'm somewhere in between you and Murd in in the Murd. Well, you are right here in the studio. Between well, me and literally Murd. here, but also in the reading. I'm more than a few months behind, but less than eight years behind. <laughs> I'm, I'm somewhere in there. Yes, well, I, I'm more than eight years behind myself. Oh, so. oh, don't say that. Oh, good gosh! Wow. <laughs> Speaking of bad habits of mine. <laughs> oh, there goes yes. the harp. And that means to let you know there it's time once again for Muddle the Murd. Murd, tell us what we got ahead of us here. Okay, well, what we got ahead of us here is a, a little trivia contest that we do here on the show. And uh, I am the object of that uh, of that contest. Um, you, uh, you, the listeners, submit uh, groups of three trivia questions, uh, one of which must be about Marvel Comics, one about DC, and a third question about some other publishers' publications. And they also must break down along uh, lines of chronology in that one question must be about comics published before the year 1970 AD, one question must be about comics published between 1970 and 2000, inclusive, and a third question must be about comics published after the year 2000. So... Uh, you send, uh, come up with three questions that uh, fall into those uh, stated categories and send them in. And uh, our uh, quiz master, Mr. Chrisman, will ask them of me. And if I fail to answer so much as a single one of those three questions correctly, if I get them all wrong, you, the questioner, the submitter of the questions, will win a fabulous <laughs> prize. And what are they playing for, Mr. Murdo? They're playing for, courtesy of a grant from the Chrisman Foundation, <laughs> a uh, DC Treasury Edition, the all-new collector's edition, giant-sized uh, uh, magazine format, Superman versus Wonder Woman one-shot, written by our friend Jerry Conway. Our friend? Well, I don't know if he's our friend. Well, you interviewed him, didn't you? Yeah, I interviewed him and took him to a Rockies game. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I, I think you're probably... You can call him a friend. Uh, an acquaintance, perhaps. Pants' friend, Jerry Conway. Oh, stop it, stop it. With art by José Luis García López and the late Dan Atkins, former resident of our own home area of Reading, PA. Is that an original copy? Yes. Yeah. I uh, bought an extra what? one. I bought an extra one at uh, Wild Pig recently, and that, I didn't know I had it, so I put it up in the prizes. You want to enter? You can enter, too, man. Yes. <laughs> well, assuming it's still available after tonight, because uh, well, I may get muddled lose. on the first try. I, oh. There's one more in the queue, Peter. If you want to get into the queue for, um... I, well, I don't want to. Can I hump the bird? <laughs> I mean, it's not in mint condition. It's it's okay. it's well read, but yes, it's gorgeous to look at. Yeah, and it's a really fun looking story too. It it's, is. It's apparently it's an Earth Two Superman yes. and Wonder Woman story. That's the thing most people don't realize is that the, yeah, it does. It takes place. It's the, even though it looks like they look a little bit more Earth One-ish, they are Earth Two. Right, because it's set in World War Two, and mm -hmm. Baron Blitzkrieg shows up. I think I just saw FDR on one of yes, these panels. Yes, you did. Yep, you did. Terrific. 
So anyway, this could be yours if you muddle the murd up. Or mine. <laughs> or, or, or Peter's. Okay, well, this was sent to us by Jason Daniels. It says, hi, guys. This is my first time participating in one of the trivia features of your show. Hopefully, these questions will leave Adam sufficiently muddled. Question one, pre-1970 DC. In the story, Secrets of the Sunken Satellite, we love alliteration. Yes, we do. Uh, from the Flash number 109, the Flash encounters two aquatic races. Name one of them. Hmm. Two aquatic races. <sighs> the Atlantean seems a little bit too on the nose. But I have no better guess. I'm just going to say the Atlanteans. No. Peter, any, any thoughts? No. Um, no, I just looked it up. That way I would never, I would never know that. Okay. Well, would you have known, Brian, since you've read a lot no, of No, 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 I would not have known. Uh, it's the Maugites, M-A-U-G-I-T-S, and the Saramites, S-A-R-E-M-I-T-E-S. Mm. Okay. On a question two, two th- 1970 to 2000, Marvel. What is the name of the alien race that plans to buy the Earth from Lila Cheney in the New Mutants Annual Number One? Hmm. Alien race that plans to. Hmm. Oh wow. Ah. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to remember my um, official handbook of the Marvel Universe alien race listing. I know so, you are. <laughs> oh, I don't. New Mutants Annual Number One is probably too. Any alien race introduced in there probably would have made it into the first volume of Ohatmu. All right, I'll just go with one of my favorite alien races, the Seagramites. <laughs> no. Master brewers of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> Any thoughts on this one, Peter? No, it's another obscure one. The Vrakanin. Yep. V R A K A N I N. Okay. Never heard of them. Now, this next question will be interesting. Post 2000 independence. In Brian K. Vaughn's saga. Which you recently read for um, Book of the Months, Volumes 1 and 2. However, this question might not be until Volume 3. What is the name of the novel that Alana becomes obsessed with? It is a plot point. Yes, it is. And actually, it is mentioned, I believe. Yes, it is. It is, 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 it is. The point I'm making is that it is. Is it? It is. It is. Oh, the fate of the Treasury Edition hangs in the balance here. Wow. Come on, Murd. No, I've, I've, I've got the general – I'm, I'm, I'm not 100% on the phrasing. I remember the general thrust. And, uh, <laughs> and that's what she said. <laughs> yes, exactly, because it is, after all, kind of an erotic novel. So uh, it's. Uh, I know what the last word of the title is, but a nighttime smoke. A Time smoke! Oh, yeah! He pulls it out straight out of there! Oh, goodness gracious <laughs> me! Jason, you are so close! So close! Wow! So very, very close, Slipped Jason. Right through your fingers. Oh, boy. Oh, you came this close to having a nice tabloid-sized uh, Earth 2 Superman and Wonder Woman story to read, Jason. Wow. But well attempted. Well tried. I'm just I, – I almost feel badly for you. <laughs> Peter doesn't. But me, I don't have to find a tabloid-sized mailing envelope now, so 
so I don't feel bad. <laughs> yes, because all prizes are mailed at the expense of uh, the muddled one. So, yes, uh, yes. Whew. That's, it's kind of like the Win Benstein's money uh, kinds of words. <laughs> it's, it's really in my best interest monetarily to get at least one of these questions right. <laughs> I mean, in this case, the prizes, I gave it out of my own pocket, so, you know, there you go. I'm like, well, like five bucks, should, I guess. What you should do when you go to a convention or something like that, just start taking some trades or some comics from the, you know, the, the extensive library that's probably spilling all over the place on that, in that studio. I just posted and, a picture on Facebook of that, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And, like, if you make 20 bucks, well, there you go. There's 20 bucks to send out Model the Merc Prize. <laughs> so thank you for playing, Jason. And uh, this is the same Jason who uh, ran with us at, uh, as part of the Jamie's Avengers uh, race event. So he and his oh. wife, Sarah, were at uh, the Wild Pig Halloween sure, yes. event. And we were talking about New Mutants and his, uh, his love <laughs> really? of, of that team. So I'm not surprised he tried to get me with a New Mutants question. But. In a way, it's almost a shame that he didn't muddle me because I probably could have given this thing to him in person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Saved in a postage. Saved on the envelope. But, oh. again, nice try, Jason. But uh, no cigar this time. Yes. But as this recording is going, uh, is being made, there is one more in the queue. So if you want to get in line to try to win this very much desired, sought-after Treasury Edition, my goodness. <laughs> you are Peter Rios. You can submit your entries <laughs> Submit your entries to ComicGeekSpeak at gmail.com. And, of course, please include the answers with the questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I can take a moment or two since we're sort of take two. spitballing take right as now. As many as you want. We're, okay. This is loosey-goosey, remember. Yes, uh, spitballing about you know, getting up caught up on books. I recently got caught up on the first five issues of the new Electra series from Marvel. This is written by uh, H.W. Uh, Blackman, who wrote – I guess he did a lot of Star Wars, so Dark w. Wars H. Blackman. I'm sorry, W.H. Blackman. Thank yeah. you. And didn't he also co-write uh, Batwoman? He sure did. I was just going to get to that. And this was also illustrated by Michael Del Mundo. And I'm going to crack up on the first issue here. And this I really – really enjoyed this i only ordered the first five issues which is a self-contained story i didn't inter order any sentence so i need to catch up on six and seven which are out first of all it's gorgeous i mean it's sort of a, a a painted style and she looks quite realistic and you know not not overly gorgeous but just looks real i can't emphasize how, how real I, I think she looks and there's a couple of two-page spreads which are just gorgeous with electra moving around and they introduce a new a new villain called uh, let me get his exact name what they call him in the books Bloody Lips, which he eats part of his victims like a cannibal and then gains their memories and powers. Very intriguing, very creepyish. They introduce a new character called the Matchmaker, who sort of Electra goes to to get contracts for hits. Uh, we, we see an appearance of, of Bullseye, who we haven't seen in quite a while. There's a new super assassin called Cape Crow. It's an interesting story. It's it's very moody with the, 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 the coloring in, in, in the book here. And I, I got the Electra series when it was out in like the 90s. I think uh, Mike Deodato, I think, did some of the art on that. I That was only about like 30-some issues, but this is really gorgeous. And... I'm going to have to keep getting issues, issues 6 and 7 and going on with this. And this is, uh, let's see, is it a 2 or a three ninety nine? No, it is a three ninety nine cover price. But I think it's actually pretty well worth it. Oh, here, take a look at the first issue. Um, 
really nice stuff. I, I'd forgotten that, yes, he did write the Batwoman too, which I enjoyed as well. And I sort of got that sort of darkish, moody kind of feel for his, his, his writing there. And, and the artist – now, unfortunately, I think he's only doing this first series of issues. Michael's doing some of the covers, but they have another artist working on the um, subsequent issues as far as the art. It looks like for issue six, it's uh, Alex Sanchez. Now, I haven't seen those yet, but the, but the story – yeah, I'm intrigued by that, so I'm, I'm glad I, I jumped on that. The way the art looks reminds me a lot of what the Green Arrow series was after the Longbow Hunters. Uh, with, with Mike Grell? Mm-hmm. Hmm. That first... It's been a while since I've read that, but... It, it, it's very nice. I okay. mean, I, I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. You can see a bit of uh, Sinkevich Yeah, a little bit. Too, yeah, you do get yeah. a touch of that as Not well. Not quite yeah. as uh, if drastically distorted as his artwork tends to be, but... Hmm. Interesting. Anything else you guys have uh, read recently you want to chat about? No. <laughs> Don't sound so dull. I'm afraid not. <laughs> That's my ear. I haven't gotten to it. <laughs> nope. I'm putting all of my free reading time towards uh, preparing for our uh, Fantastic Four in the Copper Age episode. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I have to start that. That was on my bucket to do today or tomorrow. So, I, I, I read an interview that uh, I think you guys might get a kick out of. Okay. Um, this is from Comic Book Resources. Uh, um, it's not an interview. It's uh, Josh Bell went to Vegas Valley Comic Book Festival. Okay. And there was a Howard Chaikin spotlight. I don't know if you know Chaikin's persona. I do. I've seen McCann's. He's extremely gregarious. Let's put it that mm. way. <laughs> yeah. And a little bit of a curmudgeon. Um, uh, I don't know that much about it, but... Uh, I bought him a cup of coffee at the first uh, London Supercomic Convention. Oh, you did? I even saved the receipt. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, his gregariousness Are you going to get re- re- compensated for that or something? <sighs> well, no, at this point, not really. <laughs> only a couple of pounds, but still. It's just the fact that I bought uh, Howard Jake a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> He's outspoken. How about that? He okay, is that. Sure. He okay. is that. Yeah. Well, they... they, they they go through and they write a couple of – they quote a couple of the things that he said in this article. Um, and This was just recently too. And um, wow, this guy – you know, if you don't know Howard Chaikin, um, Zig, uh, creator on book American Flag. Right now he's uh, – he, he was working with Matt Fraction on um, – Satellite uh, Sam. Thank you, Satellite mm-hmm. Sam. Which I'm still getting a little he, behind in that as well. Didn't he just do four issues of Flash Gordon? He may have. He may have. I'm not, I'm not familiar with that series, so I'm not sure. He's done a whole bunch of stuff. He's done, and they're finally reprinting it. They're, they're, they're putting out a trade of Twilight, the um, three-issue miniseries with artwork by Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, to bring it back around there. <laughs> okay. Uh, which brings together this when DC was really big on all those prestige format books like Dark Knight Returns and oh, yeah. Longbow Hunters and um, oh. uh, what? Not Flash Gordon. It was Buck Rogers by Hermes Press. Buck Rogers. That's right. Yeah. Um, Fall of Adam Strange. Well, they did a book called Twilight where they brought together all of their fifties uh, space stuff like uh, Tommy Tomorrow. Um, the Planeteers. The Star uh, Rovers. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and I loved, I, I loved, I love, love, love that book. And DC's finally um, putting it out in a trade. Anyway, uh, he wrote that. So um, 
so so here's some quotes from this article that just <laughs> cracked me up. All right. So he walks in. One of the first things he says, what well, he goes, as long as John Byrne is still alive, I'll never be the most despised man in comics. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was going to ask a question about Spider-Man, and he cut him off and said, anything after Ditko is not really Spider-Man. It's somebody pretending to be Spider-Man. Um, he calls his Marvel's Star Wars work in the 70s the worst work I ever did in my life. Oh, well, I'd but... like to... What's that? Wow, I was like, wow, because he did the cover for the first issue, as I recall. Yeah. yeah. He says, I'd like to think if I knew it was going to be a bigger deal, I would have done a be better job. Um. He talks about um, working with various artists. He says, I teach young talents about how they're effing up their careers. Most comic book artists have lost their understanding of narrative. We're evolving into a sub-literate culture. I loathe Marvel-style writing. I really hate it. It's such lazy, cheap shit. I believe in full script. When a writer asks me what I feel like drawing... My first answer is F you. <laughs> Jeez, like, my God. Wow. Um, uh, oh, when uh, I guess the moderator asked uh, one of the other series at Image, Black Kiss 2 is coming out from him. If uh, anybody's reading it, only one person raised their hand. So Howard Chaykin said, you haven't read the new series? What's wrong with you? Assholes. You're too busy reading Captain Marvel or some bullshit. <laughs> And here's a, this is really where I wanted to get to. Um, he he expressed his displeasure with uh, the current comics industry, focusing on the superstar writer. He says the alpha talent is the writer, which is absurd. The artists aren't the problem; the writers are the problems. They have a complete lack of understanding of the real estate of the page. You can't do epic drama, melodrama, romance in a seven-panel page. I'm waiting for someone to write a comic book that I give a shit about. And just goes on and on. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> the man has a lot to say. The only thing I did learn that I didn't know is that he was an assistant of Gil Kane. Wow. And, wow uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. A lot of his attitudes, and he says a lot of his <laughs> attitudes and sensibilities – were defined by the year that I worked for him when he was thirteen. He met him when he was thirteen years old. Wow. wow. Well, yeah. I mean, I've seen a few instances of, of Howard Chicken holding court, and it, it's it's quite a sight if you ever get the chance to see him at a con because he's got a lot. Of, he'll he'll talk to everybody in line, and he'll talk to people who are like standing next to him while the and it, it, it's it's good. He's I guess he's very gregarious is what I, the word I use there, and you know, quite a talent, of course. I am I'm enjoying. Oh, yeah. Again, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, here's another thing I'm behind in my reading. I'm behind in the satellite sand, but that is also gorgeous to look at and very well illustrated. All right, gentlemen, we're sort of winding down. Anything else before we wrap it up? Put a bow on this episode? No, I was glad Peter came on to talk Convergence and Secret Wars. Yeah, I was glad it worked out, uh, you know, that there was a little bit of a change up in the schedule today. So, yeah. Yeah. And, of course, Peter was live tweeting about the whole event as well. <laughs> All right, well, that's it. We'll wrap it up. This episode of Coming Geek Speak was brought to you by SuperheroStuff.com. We go to for all of your superhero stuff. <laughs> Visit us at ComicGeekSpeak.com to send us an email. The address is ComicGeekSpeak at gmail.com. To leave a voicemail, the number is 267-702-6642. 
stop by the comic forums and let us know what you think of convergence and secret wars follow us on twitter like us on facebook Thank you to everyone who contributes to the show. We appreciate it. Thank you for sending in Muddle the Murds. Like Pant said, there's only one more in the queue, so send some more in. And as always, we are uniting the world's mightiest heroes, one listener at a time.